The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful, here with a name you know. We have the, by the time you're probably reading this, it'll be officially free agent, the recently announced and recently returned from injury, Fuego Del Sol. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It feels good to be back on two feet and uh, be back in the ring. So I appreciate you having me. We see the crutches in the background. I know it's been <laughs> tough. I know... Uh, the rehab process has probably had to have been really, really rough. Uh, explain to us like what happened and, and the process of making your way back because, man, being a wrestler, especially the type of wrestler with your skill set that does the type of things that you do, that is, that is a, a severe hampering of, of your lifestyle and your life in general. Yeah, it was insane, I would say. It was just a, it was a freak accident or a normal move. You know, a lot of – I do – I've done – some crazy stuff over the, my nine-year career. But, of course, it's always the most simplest thing that would uh, injure you. I jumped off the top rope to do a drop kick uh, and come down on top of my foot, and it kind of folded over, and it fractured in, oh. in five spots. The main uh, thing they wanted to fix was the Liz Franck joint area. So they put a screw in my foot. Uh, I was in a cast for over a month and then, you know, had to do a lot of rehab before I had the screw eventually taken out. So it was, uh, I injured myself on February 19th. I had surgery on March 7th and I finally returned to the ring as of June 23rd. This past weekend, I believe it was at VIP wrestling. How'd you feel getting back out there? I saw you made a post about it as well, but I mean, a post can only convey so much as to someone who has had their livelihood taken from them for several months feels when you get back to doing that and hoping you felt good in there as well. I'm not usually one to get nervous, man. I've been doing this so long. Uh, there's those fun butterflies, excitement, I feel like. But usually I'm not one to get nervous, but I was extremely nervous this past weekend getting back in there. It's just a mental thing. This is not only 
my first injury in wrestling, but it's the first time I've ever broke a bone in my life. And so wow. there's a whole mental aspect that you have to overcome and uh, trying to get past that fear is something I've never experienced. So it was a whole new struggle in a sense. But once I got back out there, I mean it when I say it, that the ring literally is my happy place. It's my home. So as long as I'm in there, I will find a way. And that's what I've done my whole career. And so it's just, I just, at the end of it, I said, I was just incredibly relieved that it was the first ones out of the way. We've got that one under the belt. Let's get back at it. Let's hit the ground running. Well, that home has been AEW for, for the better part of over three years now. You've been around there even before you were, were signed full time. I mean, you were a fixture on the pandemic era shows as well. I'm interested in who made the call to bring you in and give you your first shot in AEW. Well, I mean, all credit goes to Sammy Guevara. I mean, if he wouldn't have threw my name into the hat, I would have never gotten to AEW. He, uh, me and him go way back. We've been friends since 2016. We've wrestled each other on the indies a ton before he got signed. He had a YouTube channel at the time that wasn't that big. I had an old backyard wrestling channel that was really big. And he asked for some help. And I was trying to expand my independent career. I was like, if you help me, I'll help you. And slowly but surely, I was very happy for him. And there's a part of you that doesn't want to ask for favors in this business. I've seen, and me and him have talked about this the second he got signed, how many people come out of the woodworks begging for opportunities. And I never wanted to be that person to him. I just wanted to be a good friend. Uh, But luckily along the way, we talked and he was like, man, let's, let's try to do this. So he passed my name along to QT, who was booking the extras at the time. QT gave him my shot. It, It was, um, it was slow at first. I only had one a month. It was like one in May, one in August. And I think I came back in October and me and QT started doing stuff on the vlog. And then QT made sure I was there every week. During that period, especially, that was a wild period because nobody knew. Like You probably weren't getting indie bookings at that point because nobody was getting indie bookings at that point because indies weren't running at that point. So what's going through your head? You get that that first opportunity, but then it's it's a while after that before you get another opportunity because there, there was so much uncertainty around the world in general, much less pro wrestling at that point. Yeah, it was it was a wild time. I always stress when I do pro wrestling seminars, if I'm just giving other people advice, that you always have to have your real life in order before you can have your wrestling life in order. And I was you know, doing really well at the time in a, in a different job outside of wrestling. Uh, but slowly but surely, the more I would attend AEW, the more that job was like, hey, you've, you've been you've been leaving a lot. Every two weeks, you have to go to Jacksonville. What's going on? And, uh, you know, eventually it came down to a choice. I had to make a choice between my real job and AEW. And I kind of bet on myself in a sense. And I got a lot of advice from a lot of higher ups at AEW that, you know, told me that, you have an opportunity here. The bookings aren't going to stop anytime soon. You might as well at least see what's going to happen. And QT, all credit to him. You know, he's an asshole on television, but he's <laughs> been so good to me. And I feel like I have to stress that, that, you know, even at one point when they lowered the uh, amount for enhancement talents to get paid, they put me on a special type of deal where I was still getting paid, even though I had no real job anymore. So a very stressful time. And while things were very stressful in my financial life, I felt like I was thriving professionally. So it balanced my, it balanced out, I feel like. 
it probably helps early on when you, you get the opportunity to work with your good friend in Sammy on, I think it was dark at the time. Later on down the line, of course, you had the opportunity to team with Sammy against Chaos Project. What was that like for you, this friend of yours that you had seen reach these heights? You're there with him now in the ring with him. Uh, I, there's just there's no amount of uh, gratitude I can give that guy. But it's, when you're friends, you, you know, you have that even with family. Sometimes you have that where you don't even need to say thank you, but you feel like because you don't want to get all sappy and all that. But it was it was incredible that we actually got to team. It was my first match after being officially signed. We got to team up against Chaos Project, and it was awesome. You know, he was already a very well established star in the company, and just to getting that opportunity to team with him on the big stage was uh, a genuine moment I'll never forget. So, man, so much love for that guy. He's like a brother. Like we're we're gonna be friends for the rest of my life. And speaking. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Speaking of, of special moments, of course, there's there's the huge one where you got signed on TV. Sammy's right there with you. And uh, that's got to be a, a big, a big situation for you. Because you're, you're in a feud at that point with Miro, who's one of the top guys in AEW. You're getting offered a deal on TV. What, what goes through your mind before, during, after that? Did you have any notice? How did you feel about it when it, when it did happen? Uh, I'm so interested to hear this. Um, about a, a month or so before AEW went back on the road, I, uh, I went, I I'd made a lot of good friends in the locker room of AEW. So many people saw my effort, my grind, my attitude, and, uh, were so, um, helpful. And a few of those people would happen to be the young bucks from day one. When I stepped into the company, they took a liking to me just as uh, one of the boys is, is wrestlers. I never looked at them as a higher up. I never asked them for anything. However, we developed a good relationship. So anytime I needed advice, I could go to them. And I remember about a month before we went, AEW went back on the road. I went into the elite's office and I kind of just asked Nick, I was like, Hey, I really, I've always tried to be respectful of Tony Khan's time and I don't want to go bother him, but I feel like I'm missing something or there's something I need to change. And I, and I would just want to know what's the best way to approach Tony. And Nick, being incredibly kind, was like, you know what? I'll go ask him right now. And in the middle of a dark taping, he just gets up, goes out of his office, and immediately goes up to Gorilla and pulls Tony to the side and asked him for me. And it blew my mind, but it also was a testament to 
how good those guys are and how much work I had put in. And it was being recognized by the right people, I felt like. And unfortunately, the answer I got was just keep doing what you're doing. You know, when the Indies pick back up, keep doing your thing. And, you know, the Sammy's vlog has been helping you a lot. So just keep doing that, which is not the answer I technically wanted at the time, but at least it was something. And uh, it was just such a nice gesture by Nick. So uh, I, I kind of hadn't made up my mind at that point that I'm, they're not going to sign me. You know, once Jacksonville's done with, that's going to end my time in AEW. And I was really, I would say, motivated, pissed off for greatness in a lot of ways. I'm like, okay, something about me they don't like or they don't see it in me yet. I'm going to leave here and I'm going to, you know, take the world by storm and I'm going to make them realize what they did not sign. And uh, luckily, though, Slowly but surely, people helped me behind the scenes, and I got brought on the road a little bit as uh, they went back on the road. And first ever Rampage, they tell me I'm going to wrestle Miro, my first ever TV match. <laughs> I'd wrestled almost 40-something matches with the promotion, but never on TV. So my first TV match against Miro. And Miro just was so good to work with. He'd come up to me. He laid out the match for me and was like, we're going to have you do three DDTs. And it's going to, and like, I was so overwhelmed by the moment that I wasn't even thinking that they were going to sign me at all. And like I said, I'll never forget laying there after the match is over and Bryce being in the ring and telling me to stay there through commercial break. And I was like, Bryce, man, how did it go? And he's like, it went well. And I was like, man, it can't get any better than this. Little did I know it was about to get so much better when Sammy's music hit and, you know, they gave me the contract. It's overwhelmed with emotions. I'll still get chill bumps thinking about it. It was a it was a very special moment that I'll cherish for the rest of my life. That was it was such a cool moment. And I love the stuff that continue with Miro. I remember there was one time when I was, I was at Grand Slam and it was the spot that you all did at the top. And I made a tweet. I was like my God, Fuego's face. And you're like, what's wrong with my face? And I go, nothing, but here's the thing. They didn't change it on the, the video screen. They would just cut back to you and you'd still be there. <laughs> <like that>. <laughs> <laughs> you would still be laying there like five minutes later. I wanted them to do a thing where at the, at the main event of the night, I think it was Eddie Kingston and somebody when they brawled up, I wish that they would have went up there and you were just still laying still there. Still laying there. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, what's up? Nobody's a big drop. me. That was a big drop. That was insane. Like, how was that pitched to you to do that spot? Uh, again, that was a Tony Khan idea. You know, they were setting up <laughs> this big moment for uh, for uh, Miro and Sammy uh, in a few weeks that when they got to Rochester. And, you know, Tony was like, Fuego, you know, we were thinking about throwing you off the stage tonight. I was like, let's do it. Let's let's create a it. moment. And it was, uh, it was an insane moment. I got to do the cue cards with Sammy that night. Miro attacks tosses me off the stage and then puts uh, Sammy in the game over as, you know, over my uh, lifeless body down there. So special night. And then literally, you know, a couple hours later, me, Griff and Alan all drive to Times Square. And it was just such an insane moment. I was just tossed off the stage in front of 20,000 people. And now I get to, you know, go out to Times Square in New York City. And it was such a uh, full circle thing. It's just, man, a month ago, I was wondering where my next paycheck was going to come from. And now a month later, I'm doing this. So extremely cool. We've talked a bit about Sammy. His vlog has really helped out a lot of people. And we saw this with being the elite. We've seen it with a lot of people. But I mean, like it, it's enhanced your social media, your presence, your visibility, all that. How important was that? 
And at what point were you like, okay, this is something that, that I got to capitalize on because it's very clear that Sammy knows what this is going to do for people as well. Uh, it was such a amalgamation of a few different things. I would, it's first and foremost, it was the absolute reason I got signed. There's no other way to say it that if I wasn't allowed to show my personality on that vlog every week, then fans would have never gotten behind me the way they did. Um, slowly but surely every week we'd come up with a new fun thing to do and I am one to uh I don't mind being the butt of the joke I feel like I'm a very uh good with people because I'm interactive I'm a people person and I can play off of whatever anybody does I'm good at improv in that sense and so QT needed someone to make fun of this week let's make fun of me and then that gets Cody Rose's attention and Cody wants to do something with me all right uh Dustin Rose said, hey, can I be a part of vlog? Me and Dustin are doing stuff. And so slowly but surely, when you get to play off people, you, they see my personality. We create this Tornado DDT story that we got going. It helped evolve my character. Even if I'm getting beat in a dark match in two minutes, it we could play off of it in the vlog and it becomes more than just the quick squash match. So it was incredibly vital, and I cannot thank Sammy enough. And really, we were just doing it to pass the time and have fun, uh, and slowly it turned into the best thing that ever could have happened to me. And, uh, of course, we see other great things that happen to you that catch a buzz. you got the shirt on right there. Uh, too fast, too fuego. I would love to hear how this came about, because this is one of my favorite things that AEW did for a long time. And when people saw it, people saw the picture. They're like, this is, this is fantastic. I mean, I'm still flabbergasted. This happened, but you know, <laughs> Tony, Tony, one of Tony's favorite wrestlers is orange Cassidy, but he's really not, I wouldn't say huge into comedy. It's not something he leans into. And this is very comedic. Uh, and I feel like that's a side that uh, Fuego two had is that he'd like to uh, get crazy on vlogs and such. And, uh, you know, f this whole, it, it would have never been possible without uh, any, a special EVP making it happen at the time. You know, if he wouldn't have pitched it, if he wouldn't have pushed so hard for it, uh, it would have never happened. And it was a chance for Fuego 2 to get reps. You know, a lot of times EVPs are uh, doing things on the show that are not wrestling and you want to wrestle, you want to get those reps in. So, hey, why not go team up with Fuego, be Fuego too, and let's uh, have some fun while also getting some cardio going. So uh, that's why uh, there were so many pitches and other people were like, maybe I could be Fuego 3 or we could do Fuego this. But I was at the ask. end of the day, this was, a, this was a Cody Rhodes project. It was for Cody. It was pitched by Cody. It was done by Cody. And I had no say. I was just riding the roller coaster as i would say of too fast too fuego if uh if he wasn't in the position to to that he was in i don't know if this ever would have happened uh but because of that it got me booked on the show every week which got me doing vlog bits every week which just continued to uh grow my and evolve my character and and, and grow my status status online so it, obviously you own fuego del sol you were doing that before aew do they own Fuego too? Do do they I, like how does how does that work? I um I mean I don't know. I but here's <laughs> the deal. I would never use Fuego 2 again. And yeah. I think uh you know the Fuego 2 is going missing, but I think he'd 
now would have evolved past that uh character as well uh and i doubt it i i mean i i it was a lane for me to do comedic stuff because when you're getting beat in two minutes it's a way to be memorable be remembered i should say trying to be memorable trying to make a moment out of something but i have never strived to be a comedic wrestler i um I definitely take pride in being able to do all facets of professional wrestling, serious, comedic, extreme, technical. I feel like I'm very confident that I could do it all, but yeah. that's not a lane that I would like to stick it, stick down, you know? So um, while it was fun, I don't think they have to worry about me trying to bring the character back anytime. And uh, I would also be professional and, and ask if I, that was a plan later on in the future, but uh, they've been very good about, you know, renting people's uh, names and such. And AEW is incredible when it comes. They still have that indie mindset. It was it had an indie soul when it started. And so, you know, I don't know if they own it, but I think they would allow me to use it if I was respectful about it. But I don't plan on using it anytime soon. I think a good comparison is like Shane Helms. Like he can absolutely do the comedic stuff, but the reason why he gets jobs everywhere he can do singles tag trios comedy serious lightweight cruiserweight heavyweight he can do any of those things and he's not afraid to lean into whichever one at the time is the most over at the time which i think is is the the true story of all that uh your three years in AEW are coming to an end uh if you can give us a little background in, into what went down or what happened D did you fight one of the EVPs backstage. Did you fight the Young Bucks? Is that what happened? Listen, uh, me and Kenny have been button heads for a long time, you know? <laughs> We're both born on October 16th, and I was like, my graphic needs to be put up. No, love Kenny and the Bucks. Um, no, it's just, I even before I got injured, I wasn't being used as often, and uh, we have an incredible roster. It's a giant roster, and... You know, when you have guys at the top struggling and, and fighting for moments in TV time, you know, you, it's it's known that you might get lost in the shuffle. Wrestling is a roller coaster ride. There's ups yeah. and there's downs. But the more down you are, the more you start to realize you got to switch things up. You got to try some things. And when you're not being used, your mind goes crazy in a lot of ways. You want to be better. And so I was trying to take more indie dates to stay on top. So just in case my number got called, I would be ready. But also in the back of my mind, I was preparing that, hey, my contract is coming up. So if this is the way they want to go, I have to prepare myself. And unfortunately, I got injured. Luckily, you know, I was under a deal where my contract, um, they paid me throughout my injury. And I'm very thankful for that. Um, I've but heard they're very I was kind of aware about that. They want yes. to pay people out when they get hurt under AW contract. They love to pay people out, even extend their deal beyond that point to, to make sure that happens. They they don't typically outright fire people unless it's for disciplinary reasons as well. I think it's it's a very forward-thinking method they have there. Absolutely. Very respectful, very professional. Uh, all the credit to AEW. I, uh, I have no ill will, nothing bitter to say about them. Uh, I could would have, could have, should have all day long about character stuff or this, that, and the other. But at the end of the day, it's a business, you know? And if uh, at, at this time, if they feel like they can do business without me, then I'll go and try to do business without them as well. It's all good. Uh, there's ebbs and flows. I understand the situation. Um, I wish I could have done more, of course. I uh, I feel like some people are fine in certain situations and, and you know, they 
but I've always aspired for more in wrestling. I've always aspired to move up the card. I've always aspired to uh, create bigger moments, get bigger matches. And if that's not the direction they wanted to move in at the time, I understand completely. Uh, I feel like I have a lot left to prove. Though. I have a lot left to show. I wish I could have done more. And like I said earlier, I'm very confident I can do it all. I could have been a manager. I could have gotten a tag team. I could have gotten a group. I could have do babyface, and I could do heel. And over time, I hope to flex those muscles a little bit more, especially on the indies and wherever I may end up down the line on TV. Um, but at the end of the day, and this is, I have no clue if this is true or not. I've always felt that I was able to win over the online crowd. I was able to win over a lot of higher ups in the back. I just don't know if I ever fully got Tony to buy into me fully. You know what I'm saying? He definitely sure. signed me and I'm incredibly grateful for that. I just, and I, I would, I, I would love to ask him, but I just feel like I, I never fully believed in it. And it's his companies, it's his vision. And he's got so many great talents that are, he's got to figure out and, and puzzle piece to get on the show. And so I understand at the end of the day that, you know, right now it's my time to leave and try to go do other things. And I think an interesting aspect of this is you worked a lot of TV for AEW, popped up on TV for WWE and Impact Wrestling, all within about a year of yeah. one another, too. So you worked television for a variety of different companies, so you saw the different methods that were there. I mean, you're out there working in the North. I felt like a match went like 15 minutes when it, when it happened. Like, it was it, – it, that match got some good time on it as well. So you've been in a variety of different situations on TV as well which I think is, is beneficial in that versatility that I mentioned. Uh, what are your immediate aspirations after AEW? Is it get back out there on the indies? Is it go seek out another contract? Or are you just going to kind of survey the landscape? I'm definitely going to survey the landscape. I definitely am, am constantly seeking uh, the best opportunity. Uh, you know, I you, you mentioned some of the TV time I got. I think maybe overall I had just a little over 11 or 12 actual AEW TV matches. And none of them, maybe two of them, got over 10 minutes on the show. So it's like I still don't feel like I got enough time to really showcase or break out the way I would wish I could have. Uh, so I feel like I have so much more to show and so much more to offer. And I cannot wait for the right company to and, and right higher-ups to see that and to give me a chance and for me to really show them. I'm going to try to bust my ass on the indie scene. I want to hit all the big indies. I never really got to have that real run. I was always a grinder. I was always traveling around the indie circuit, Texas, Oklahoma, Mexico, Canada, but never hit any of those major organizations with a ton of exposure to really submit my name on the indies. And so that's the plan for now. And, you know, maybe when the hiring freeze with WWE and NXT comes to a close, maybe if Impact has interest, I'm willing to do it all, go wherever they pay me to be. But uh, I have, I'm only 27, Sean. I got so much left in the tank. And again, I feel like I barely scratched the surface. People don't even know. If I can create all these moments on a vlog, just wait till they give me some proper television time. <laughs> and 27 with, with that much experience is, is really beneficial as well. Because 27 in wrestling these days is like even younger than you could imagine. What would you say that your favorite win in AEW was? Uh, I mean... Favorite win in AEW. I mean, definitely the one with Sammy stands out just because it was uh, so cool for us to just even get in the ring together. I, I mean, I don't know. I 
it, that's the that's another crazy thing is that when I was an extra, I was booked every single dark. So there was a chance to shine. And, you know, I am a firm believer that, you know, you don't have to go over to get over. And when they sign me, it gives you a little bit of credibility and you have to win a little bit. But I feel like I was on dark less because you have to spread out the wins and losses. And a part of me was like, just let me lose. But I just give me a chance to be on every week because I'll make more of it and I can use it for the vlog to, you know, gain more experience. I don't know if I have a favorite win, just like I don't know if I have a favorite loss. I just enjoyed uh, I just enjoyed being out there, you know? It's just like asking a wrestler, what's his favorite match? My next match sure. is going to be my favorite match. I just want to keep doing it. Um, yeah, but I don't, you know, it's sad to say you have to, eventually when you move up the card, you have to care about wins and losses a little bit more and be particular about it. But right now, I just need time, you know? I just need time. So give me time and I'll make it happen regardless if I'm winning or losing. If AEW hit you up and they're like, hey, we'd like to bring you in for a one-off, for this angle, for anything like that, is that something you'd be open to? Absolutely. Like I said, I feel like we left on good terms. You know, I I, I was on a phone call with a couple of the higher-ups when they gave me the news, and, uh, you know, I, I don't think he'd be mad if I said this. Tony Schiavone kind of told me, just like, hey, man, I hope you go out and prove us wrong. And I said, no, Tony, I'm, I'm going to go prove you wrong. Uh, but he he commended me on my professionalism, and I thank them very much for all their time. And uh, absolutely, I, I have a great relationship with so many people in the back at AEW, and so many people reached out to me this week. And uh, I would, anytime they wanted to use me, I'd be more than open as long as it was uh, the right situation. You know, I have to be selective about the business nowadays, but uh, any chance to go be on the vlog and hang out with my friends, hard to say no. How did Sammy react when he got this news? Obviously a close friend of his, somebody who's been been featured on his content, uh, now gone from the company. I, I'm pretty sure this man has texted me every hour on the hour since the news broke. Um, we were both a little devastated. You know, he's uh, he, I've always tried to let him do his own thing. You know, he's his own star. I don't ever want to damper that or try to pull away or try to you know, um, leech off of that. Um, but I know he's going through his own struggles constantly, man. Him constantly talk and give each other advice and give each other ears to vent when we need to vent. And it was so crazy because he just this past Wednesday on Dynamite, he had had a whole situation where, you know, he was like, man, I'm down. I'm down right now. I'm not where exactly I want to be right, right now at this moment. And he was having a bad day. And I was like, bro, you're undeniable. Don't let one moment get you down. And then it turned immediately around when I got my news and he become that lending ear to me. You know? We're both sad, uh, but also he was immediately like, okay, where do we go next? What do we do next? What can we do next? How can I help you? And that's what he did. And so I, again, all the credit in the world to him and so many guys that reached out and helped me out. I'd be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Lance Archer. Uh, he might be uh, the monster, but that he is, but he worked so hard to get me on as many segments as possible with him. If he needed to beat somebody up, he knew I was available to do it. I was open to doing it. He tried to get me on TV as much as possible. Uh, shout out to Brian Cage because Brian Cage is another good friend of mine. He called me immediately and, you know, he's tried to help me so much over my time there. The Bucks, Cody, QT, I, I cannot say thank you enough to so many people that helped and uh, not only that, have reached out since and uh, given me some positive encouragement 
And uh, yeah, J- just on your post, like I saw Brian Pillman, Matt Seidel, uh, Sean Dean, who is obviously a wonderful guy. But one of the ones that stood out to me was Emmy Sakura, who was putting you over for teaching her how to do a moonsault. I love this. That was one of the cool things. Like you never see that, especially like you never see somebody showing. I mean, she's been wrestling for like 30 years and she's still learning and she's learning from you. That was so cool to see and to watch the process of her learning the moonsault and all that stuff that had to feel really cool to have, have one of the greats shouting you out too and putting you over. Cause I mean, that makes you look even better too. I mean, you're sitting there teaching one of the greats how to do a move. Absolutely. Emmy is the best. Uh, she's always been so kind to me. And uh, our face light up when we see each other. Emmy, Fuego. And it's, it's, it's always fun. And so anytime anybody needed help, I feel like there's a lot of gaga about frustration or this or that in AEW. But down to its core, we're a family, man. I made so many incredible friends. There's like, you mentioned some of the people that reached out on social media, but there was a plethora of people that sent me text messages or called me, you know, you know, you get caught up in the, in the kayfabe of it all and you don't want to expose characters and all that. And I want to be respectful of that, but mm-hmm. there was just, it was such a great family dynamic. And there was so many times people helped me like that or, or would show me things like I'd help Emmy like that. But then, Brian Danielson and Yuta would get in the ring early on and I would help them and they would help me and we would do drills together or Ortiz was working on his body and he would say, Hey, I'm going to the ring early. Do you want to come help me? And we'd work off of each other and play off. Me and Dante Martin would chain wrestle for hours before the show, even though we never wrestle each other. And there was that, that dynamic is something I'm going to miss the most. It's just how much I learned behind the scenes and the friendships and bonds that I created is, and I'm I'm glad Emmy shared that because that's something people don't get to see as often. And it's such a uh, cornerstone of what makes AEW so special. And that's the thing I'm going to miss probably the most is just the relationships, the bonds, and uh, getting to learn and uh, share that locker room with so many incredible people. So did she just approach you and, and say, hey, I want to uh, I want to learn how to do a moonsault? Well, she used to do the moonsault a lot, but the older yeah. you get, you 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 switch out moves in your arsenal and she hadn't done it in a while. And I understand the fear literally just a few weeks ago, I had to build up my strength to do the moonsault again. It was something I used to do in my entrance. I did it in my sleep, but with a broken foot. And when you haven't done it in four months, you, you know, you, it's like learning to ride a bike slowly, but surely you learn how to do it again. She approached me. I said, of course I would help you. We got the crash pads out. We worked on it, worked on it, worked on it to where I could see her confidence just slowly rise. And it, when she hit it that night, it was like I won a match because like she nailed it and it was beautiful and it was awesome. And I was just as happy for her, you know, as if I just got signed again. It was awesome. So before we wrap up, I had noticed uh, you worked a couple times against Juventud Guerrera in the past. Man, this is one of the he's he's a lightning rod. He's such a personality. He's. He's a little bit out there, and I love it. I, I think he's great. But I know that you had the opportunity to work him a couple times. How did that come about? And any stories behind you all working each other in Oklahoma, <laughs> of all places? Yeah, so I uh, I went to college in Oklahoma. I won a national title uh, at a college here in Oklahoma and playing soccer. And so slowly but surely, after I wrapped up my college career, I started wrestling here a lot. 
and there was a company called World Class Revolution. And I travel around and they brought in a lot of great names for me to wrestle. I mean, I remember wrestling Ricochet early on in my career in a four-way, uh, Matt Seidel in a triple There was just so many names. And luckily, I got to have um, a trio of matches with Hooven 2 three matches. And it was incredible. You hear stories about Hooven. You never know which Hoovy's going to show up, is what <laughs> they say. The juice, Because when the juice is loose, uh, I but he was so fun to work he always had so many ideas um and the first two matches were incredible we 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 just i fed off of him and it was back and forth i felt like ray mysterio in 96 it was just like <laughs> we just come up with so many fun unique sequences and he was pushing me to be better uh but then i remember the last time we worked we did a uh three-day loop a friday saturday and sunday and hooventude uh Gives his all in the ring, but he also gives his all with in the nightlife as well. And I remember um, it was the Saturday night of this three-day loop. And we I remember they all went out. And there's a video circulating of Hoovy that once they made it back to the hotel, a guy had crashed on uh, one of the hotel rooms. <laughs> and and Hoovy, it was it was um, two queens in the room. And Hoovy, in all of his Hoovy glory... You know, was definitely uh, had a few that night and got up on one of the beds and they got a video of him jumping and hitting the craziest elbow on the sleeping wrestler (laughs) to wake him up. And it was insane. And it was so funny. And I remember the next day him being very hungover. And I was like, Hoovy, we don't have to do anything today in this match if you don't want to do anything <laughs> and uh and he was like brother we, we he still want to do some ideas we got out there and slowly but surely he was like hoovy driver brother hoovy driver we gotta go we gotta go <laughs> and so we hit it and got out of there so two out of three great hoovy matches and one extremely fun hoovy experience you know i got to experience what other people have experienced with hoovy so i all the love to that guy would wrestle him a million times he's still killing it in his 40s now so shout out to hoovy yeah, made an AEW appearance over the last year yes, or so. Yes, yes. Just incredible stuff. <laughs> well, I know that you're going to do incredible stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that we get to talk again. Obviously, I wanted to talk to you as, as soon as we could, considering the news. But please tell the people what you got going on, where they can follow you, where they can support you, where they can stay up to date on what. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details you're doing absolutely um for those of you uh who just want to follow the socials that'll let you know the indie dates it's uh fuego del sol on twitter fuego del sol underscore on instagram uh i also have a twitch channel if you like watching people play video games if you like watching me talk wrestling in between the video games twitch.tv slash fuego del sol and 
I have started a Patreon recently. Since I'm not going to be weekly on the vlog, at Sammy's vlog, I'm going to start my own. And so for as little as a dollar you can support, you'll get the, the vlog early. I'm going to start doing weekly independent vlogs. It'll be a little different than Sammy's, but just for people to keep up with my journey until I hopefully sign another contract somewhere. Uh, all the support is greatly appreciated. You know, independent contractors, you know, you, uh, it's a, like I said, just like wrestling business, it's a roller coaster ride, ups and downs. And so even though I'm uh, not getting that weekly check from AEW anymore, I, uh, I'm still on the grind trying to get to, to as many big indies as possible. And uh, book before I go DS dot, at gmail.com. You can uh, book me for a show if you're watching. But I appreciate your time, Sean, so much. And I know I said this off air, but I'm going to say it on air as well. I feel like you're one of the best when it comes to wrestling interviews and trying to be respectful and checking your sources. And uh, that's what I feel like the wrestling industry needs. There's so many clickbait sites that will get my name wrong or will confuse me with someone else. And you know when you go to Fightful, the story is going to be double-checked and try to be respectful as possible. So I just appreciate you and the work your team does so much. And I thank you for having me on this interview. Uh, that means an awful lot. I'm honored that you say that. I'm, I'm trying to normalize wrestlers and, and agents and execs, anybody talking to outlets. I, I'm certainly not as professional as an NFL reporter, but I want to bring that aspect into where it's not, not nearly as taboo. And uh, ultimately, it's wrestling. And man, it's fun. And Absolutely. At I, the end of the day, I'm a, I'm a wrestling fan, just like you. I, I watch the products. I uh, follow wrestlers. And I feel like that's one of the reasons so many people like me is because uh, no matter what, if a wrestler saw their name next to Fuegos that night, they know that I'm going to know all their moves, take them the best, try to make it look the best. And because I just, I genuinely love the sport of professional wrestling and I can see it in the work you do as well. Thank you so much. That means an awful lot. It means a lot to our team. Guys, you all mean a lot to us. Make sure you share this video. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave that thumbs up. And check out Fuego Del Sol. You're going to see him all over the place this year. Until next time, we're out.